This is the Learning About Dogs podcast featuring Kay Lawrence of Learning About Dogs. Hi there, I'm Sue McGuire, co-host and producer of this podcast. We launched the season of the Lads podcast with great excitement, short podcast, many pods, one subject at a time. And today, rewards and cues are linked. So if we were to consider reward systems, it's almost like you can't escape the relationship between rewards and cues. They're, they're such, would you say they're almost linked? Well, this is why we're getting fond of the, you know, we're using cue as a, you know, the common term over the last 20 years since clicker training evolved. We talked about cue up to then it was command. Yeah. Which, which tells us our mindset. Maybe for the next 20 years, it'll be this reward predicting stimulus. Well, of course, you know, reward and stimulus are in the same description. They're in the same label, if you like. So if um, the dog sees me putting on a coat, that is a reward predicting stimulus because this is the dog walking coat. Aha, not the going shopping coat. Oh, but they're both offer opportunities for reward. If I put on the I'm going shopping coat, which means you're not coming with me, they'll go off to the kitchen where they'll get Kongs or they'll settle down with bones or something like that. So that's a specific reward. That coat will stimulate a reward of, oh, let's go off to the kitchen and see what's waiting for us. If I put the dog walking coat on, the last thing they're going to do is go to the kitchen because the reward for the coat is let's go down the garden up to the gate. So both of those activities that I do have different outcomes depending on which coat I'm putting on. So they're studying me all the time looking for any clue, <laughs> not a cue, any clue that tells them when a reward's likely to be coming, which reward it is likely to be, and then they have to make a choice whether that reward is worth responding to. And often they might have to give something up to get that reward instead. So lots of decision-making, lots of decision-making, especially if sort of the pup's already got a bone that he's chewing and I put I'm going shopping coat on. Now he's got to think, wow, do I risk giving up this bone and one of the others getting it to see if there's another bone in the kitchen or do I stay with this bone and ignore that stimulus? You know, so there's always, it's a very difficult job <laughs> being a dog. But these are all the things we're doing all day long. You know, when you answer your phone or you're on your phone, you're thinking, do I stop doing this to go and see what's happening on another social media site? And do I stop doing that and see if somebody's texted somebody else yet? So you're always jumping around reward potentials. And those reward potentials are down to you being able to look for and recognize reward predicting stimulus. Uh, object. Stimulus, any any stimulus, any stimulus, object, any stimulus, event, object act, activity, uh, event, or situation. Situation, and all oh, of those can be labelled on top of a location, which I think, for a dog, is is of highly relevant. You know, the dogs seem to know where certain things happen more than we do. Probably because as hunters, you know, you need to remember this was the place that I nearly got taken out by the lion. And this was the place that I caught that very good rabbit. They will remember that for five years. Locations seem to be more significant to dogs than to us. In, indeed. I was uh, over the weekend, I was watching a pup probably about four or five months old being walked on a head altar. Um, and in an environment of birds and smells and odors, and the woman was cramming food in the dog's mouth. And I thought, Oh, <laughs> 
Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is she, yeah. Why is that well, not a good strategy? She was dictating what the reward was going to be because that was the reward for her. Right. Yeah, you know, so often it's it's not, um, it, you know, when you're working with a person and a dog, there's two reward systems and at times they are not going to overlap. What's a reward for the dog is not for the person and what's a reward for the person and not for the dog. I just think that she's setting herself and that dog up for conflict in the future. Well, and also, you know, if you've got, a say, an attractive puppy, well, every puppy's attractive, on the end of a lead, pondering the environment because it's just seen its first motorbike go past, somebody else approaches. Now, for the person, that could be an opportunity for social interaction, so there's a potential reward for them. So that person, for them, is a reward-predicting stimulus. But for the dog, it's anything but because they're going to be fondled by this stranger that smells odd. Turn it around the other way. And that dog might be a social dog that goes, oh, look, a stranger that's going to give me attention. And the person's going, oh, no, not another stranger that's going to want a conversation. So under any conditions, what might be a, a reward situation for one partnership is not for another. And it could be different for each of those partners. I and, just... you know, We say we're dog trainers. Oh, we're reward detectives. Yes. Why does this keep repeating? Well, there's reward. What's the reward? I don't know. What does it look like? Well, let's start, you know, investigating. If we take that away, does that behavior still keep carrying on? If we take that away, does that behavior stop? That was possibly the reward that was maintaining that behavior. Or is this behavior getting stronger? Yes. Oh, is it the reward that I'm giving the treat? Well, no, because if I stop giving treats, it's still getting stronger. So something else was making that stronger. Mm. I just think about the future of that dog, uh, uh, not just that dog, but all those dogs that I see like that being yeah, put into yeah, those yeah. situations. And then and then they come to me, you know, a year or two later, and every time the dog is off leash, the dog never responds to their person. Well, yes, because you know, it works in all ways, what I call reward stuffing. It just stops the, the reward being of any value as well. Yeah. What's it doing? Pacifying them? Mm. You know, it, it's... Um, same sort of principle, you know, in the 50s when you went to the dentist, if you were good and you behaved, we'll take you for a, a treat of sweets afterwards. Well, okay. <laughs> I just remember, oh, if you go to the dentist, you can have a Mars bar afterwards. Well, that rather wasted the trip. <laughs> yeah, you know, every time you think of this, we do it to people as well. You know, the yeah, whole, just keep stuffing them full of likes. You get so many likes and you see certain people online like and respond to everything so their like stops being of any value because they like stuffing new courses new learning check out the episode notes and thanks for listening <laughs>